Welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Andre D. Wagner. Andre has worked with clients such as the New York Times, ESPN, the Wall Street Journal, and Vogue, to name a few. Much of Andre's work is focused on documenting his neighborhood and community that he lives in. In this interview, I speak to Andre about his approach to street photography, what he enjoys about film photography, and also his experience photographing the key art and movie poster for the recent film, Queen and Slim. Andre is someone whose work I really respect for his raw and pure approach to photography, so I was really excited to get a chance to speak with him, so I hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. All right, we're back. Little technical difficulties, so we're starting over. <laughs> um, Andre, how you doing, man? Welcome to the podcast. I'm doing good, man. Thanks for coming all the way to Bushwick. Yeah, definitely, man. I was excited to talk to you. Everything you got been going on. Um, but I guess to start off, I was kind of curious, like where you grew up and like how you got into photography initially. Yeah, so I was born and raised in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, that was everything. I mean, as a young kid growing up there, especially just like in the black communities, you know, before like this kind of Internet age that we think of now, you know, it's, it was really just the world because like all of this, you know, so much of what we have now just didn't exist on the same kind of level. And so growing up there was like it was just really special, man, just like really just being a kid, like in a small city, you know, Um and I always tell like the, my background um, story, I guess, playing basketball because that's had a huge like impact and even has something to do with kind of how I got to photography. But I always played basketball growing up um, ever since I was a kid and like played summer ball and played in high school. I was never, you know, heavily recruited to like any real big schools and I had a couple D1 schools interested but nothing worked out and so I ended up going to this small school in Iowa um, called Buena Vista and uh, what was that what was Iowa like that's a state I've been I've been in Nebraska but mostly it's like driving cross country mm -hmm. what was like going to school in Iowa yeah I mean to be honest I think this was one of the f I remember clearly this was one of the first schools that we visited when my parents drove me there and I remember when we got on campus I just told her to turn around oh, <laughs> was really? like, and it's crazy because like like yeah like kind of people out here don't really know about the midwest so i can be like oh i'm from omaha went to school in iowa and they just kind of think it's the same but like you know growing up in omaha like i literally grew up in like all black neighborhoods you know and like going to buena vista storm like iowa where like the you know it's a like college towns yeah. majority white people um the school's majority white and so it was just like a big like culture shock yeah um and it's even crazy to even think that, like, on the basketball team for my first two years, I was only one or two black students on the team. And then for my junior and senior year, I was the only one. Damn. And so, yeah, I mean, that experience and just being there, you know, had a big just impact on me and just, like, you know, just thinking about the world. You know, you get to college, especially from Omaha, it's like, okay, like, you get to a place where you can expand your mind. But also when you're in such, like, a stark cultural difference, too, you know, it just, there's a lot that comes in with that. Yeah. Um, it's probably kind of interesting thing that's kind of interesting about college is, like, because you, like you said, it's completely different than what you're from, so you felt like you probably learned a lot. Yeah, you learn a lot. It's like, you know, you go to college, especially, you know, I lived on campus or whatever, and it's like, okay, you know, you want to come into your own, figure out who you are, and make, you know, and do all of that um but yeah it was just also just a lot on top of like just navigating like the cultural differences there too and just trying to like figure out who you are what you want to do in the midst of like you know always being like a other um so that was i don't know that that had a lot to do i guess with just some of my 
development and thinking about like what I wanted to make art about and kind of yeah. how that plays a role like even like now where I'm like so much removed from that but like those experiences and stuff still kind of like formulate yeah. a little bit of just like who you are and what you think about but like I guess like I, so I talked about basketball you know and, and so I got to college I played four years of college ball my first year like I was a horrible student I was like hardly going to class yeah I don't know, know how student athletes do that it's like. it's wild man I mean for me i was just like all over the place i was you know i've always was like artistic and would love like art classes in high school and love to draw and, and do things like that that nobody really knew about it and i was like a good student to an extent but like somewhat kind of like you know as a as a star athlete you kind of get that treatment too and i felt and when i got to college i kind of realized how that you know kind of stunted my growth a little bit because you know you get to a place and it's like you got to have discipline and yeah. and do all this stuff on your own and i was just like oh like i was just <laughs> i had to start <laughs> over in a way it was crazy but like you know i appreciate the journey um so yeah so i say that to say like um after my fourth year of undergrad Cause I, what were you studying in college? So when I first got there, it was I was all over the place. I was like in the computer science, and then I thought I wanted to do like designing and stuff. And then I ended up landing on social work, and that just kind of fit naturally because I don't know, like being a star player in the town, it was like you know if we were like working with kids from the high schools, like and they would all come to the games. Like it was just an easy way to like I, I had this easy connection with people. To, like, um, be a part of the and community. part of it started. I think I initially recognized it through sport, but then like once that ended i recognized it was also just part of my personality and just how i navigate yeah but um so yeah i studied social work after my four years of undergrad i wasn't eligible to graduate and so like that's when i had like a real big decision like okay do i continue to try to figure out how to play basketball professionally like go overseas i was trying out for the d league oh damn so you were going for it yeah i was going for it i mean we had a pretty good team i mean it was d3 but you know we won two conference championships like you know we damn. almost made it to the sweet 16 we lost like double overtime to a team that ended up winning the whole thing that year damn, but, so um, you guys made it to march madness almost yeah oh, yeah shit. yeah so it was like um yeah we had a, it was a good ride you know and i mean even when i was there i had like this kind of complicated just journey because like for two of the, like two of the years I was like trying to transfer and like one year I thought I was transferring I told the whole team the coach like I'm leaving I'm not coming back and then it like fell through what did like go to a better team yeah I was trying to play D1 because I, I, I just was trying to like you know get to that next level yeah. and that's one of the big things I realized once when I was tried out for the D League that's what I that's when I really realized like not being at that next level didn't help me with like what my goals were you know it's like i got to the d-league practice the tryouts and i was just like damn like i was like i can't like keep up with these people but i, I just need a little bit of time to get there because yeah. everybody was a little bit stronger a little bit faster obviously taller I'm, I'm you know undersized and so it was just like a wake-up call like damn like i feel like i can do this but i just i'm just behind you and know they're, they're not gonna wait for you no I, I didn't make the you know i didn't make it through that first round of tryouts and so that was when I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to school, um, finish getting my social work degree, and I don't know, just regroup and figure out what I'm doing in my life. Um, like, I was interested and passionate about social work, but I think the thing with me and, like, with basketball was, like, it was something that, like... I could determine like on my own right you know so it was like it was all depending on how hard you wanted to work you know how much time you wanted to spend in the gym like how dedicated you were yeah. and I just always just like that idea of just kind of having in control of my own destiny yeah. and like 
just that way of working it, like it's social work i was just like the social work fit but i was just like this i can't this isn't like what i'm set out to do in life and that's so in that fifth year undergrad is when i actually picked up the the camera and started like taking pictures oh damn but yeah and it's weird but like at the time it's definitely i'm not thinking of it as like this replacement to like photography or like my first love or just trying to figure out what i'm passionate about or it, it was just like i had took this black and white film class i think on sophomore year in, in college i hated the class i hardly <laughs> finished the assignments i literally didn't even pick up my portfolio from the it's professor because it's, it's like a lot of those intro classes they make them so boring and like tedious to like go out here and shoot this gray card and learn all the zone system which is good to learn but it's like yeah 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 it's not like yeah i was just uninterested you know yeah. everything i was it was all about basketball and i was just, you know i signed up just to get an easy credit and i'm next thing i'm i'm like lab time i gotta buy a camera like what the fuck yeah, did i do I, like, I, paper. I was like i took the wrong route but um was being part of a team something you enjoyed because it's kind of interesting now where when you're a photographer especially the type of work you do like i would imagine a lot of times you're not using assistance you're just out uh, there it's the complete opposite man it's and you know it's wild i think like i mean i did like being a part of the team you know and i like you know just like that leadership role of playing point guard and you know you, you you're kind of like you, you stitch the team together in a way you 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 kind of keep everything moving and you know there's just so many qualities i think just from sports and for me for basketball in particular that roll over into art and especially just as far as just like you know being disciplined and doing something on, like if, if you're not gonna make pictures and try to edit stuff or you know go out there and and uh and really do it like nobody nobody cares nobody's forcing you nobody's checking for you you know it's all depend on like just yourself and what you're gonna make happen and so like a lot of those qualities from like being on the team or, or you know just playing sports you know definitely like i feel like helped me like in my art practice or whatever yeah but um yeah, I don't know. No, no, it's, no, it's just kind of interesting. It's like a little contrast, but... No, it's really oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, obviously, like, as a street photographer, because, like, that's what I do mostly. I'm out just running around. Do you like that term? I, I mean, would... I don't like the term, but in a way, like... I, if, I mean, it's I just, get it. I just feel like if I'm going to use these, it's like I got to use multiple terms. Yeah. But, like, I get, like, people get what street photography is, but, like, I mean, it, it is kind of silly because, like, yeah, like, I'm, I make pictures, like, on the streets, but, like, I make all different kinds of pictures in so yeah, many different do, like, kinds of ways. Yeah, because you do, like, cool, like, set up portraits sometimes, and it might be on a sidewalk, but you get, right. like, there was one cool portrait on your on your Instagram where it was, like, I think it was three, uh, like, kids, and it was, like, you could tell you posed them, mm -hmm. but it was, like, you're on the street, but you're still setting it up. So there's a little like it's different, but it, I think it's just I think it comes down to like like when you were doing it commercially or editorially, they want to put you like in a box or something. It's just a way for them to organize you or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like that's just how that's human nature. We just need to compartmentalize everything. But yeah. for me, it's just like I think it's just taking um, the heart of like street photography into the practice. So it's just more so just like it's like a, a respect to the like street photography to me is having a respect to the medium like of like to like deal with photographs, you know what I mean? And to also like deal like with the, the real world and, and reacting to it in a personal way. Yeah. And so I guess like when I think about it in terms of that and not necessarily thinking like, oh street and it has to be this and it has to be this way and you gotta have people in the I don't you know, it's for me it's just like like 
picking up my camera and just and going out there and being honest you know yeah. and but responding to like what's out there it's not like i'm going it's, you know it's different from being in a studio or like yeah. doing set of portraits it's just more so the heart of like yeah. what it's about yeah you're so just, I, I sometimes i do claim it because it's literally like it's what i love to do i, I pick up <laughs> i get my leica and a bunch of triax and i'm like rolling and it's whether it's like in my neighborhood in bushwick yeah you know whether it's like i'm hanging out with people i know or taking pictures of kids or like if it's being in chinatown or in soho or union square or in the bronx like it's it's all like the same to me you know and even like to photographing like on a movie set or or whatever like it i'm it's always just trying to make like something honest you know and responding to like what's really speaking to like myself now it's interesting because I, I was thinking uh, like would you ever want to go back because a lot of your work when i look at on your website like i never knew you were like from omaha yeah i was just like oh this dude's like brooklyn born and raised i figured this from nah. kind of work like would you do you think you would ever want to go back to omaha and like do a project out there oh I, totally like i mean that's like one of the first things that's on my list once i'm kind of like finished up with like some projects i'm trying to wrap up now um totally want to tr- retrace my steps to omaha you know because when i left omaha and went to to iowa you know i kind of you know I, I didn't look back you know i'm where i'm from in omaha man it was kind of rough and you know, there's a lot of, I play with a lot of talented people, whether it was in high school, you know, it's the type of place where people get caught up in the wrong things, you know, um, the crime would be bad, you know, people living in poverty or just, you know, just dealing with real life stuff. And so when I left for school, I was just like, look, I'm, I'm going here and I'm just gonna just keep moving, you know, and, you know, I would go back from time to time because like my parents were there, but then my parents ended up moving, my sister ended up moving. And so like, I say that to say, like, when I left, like, when I graduated high school in 2005, like, I haven't spent a ton of time in yeah, Omaha. Yeah, there's no, re- no really, like, reason. Yeah, and even now, I think, you know, the last time I've been back was a few years ago, like, when my grandfather passed. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, you know, it's not like I, I'm oblivious or trying to deny where I'm from because, like, that, yeah. that does have a big, yeah. it, it's had a big impact on who I am and how I see the world. And, you know, now I guess I'm just kind of waiting for the right, right time to go back and, like, really spend time there, really, yeah. like, kind of reconnect and, like, revisit the city in a whole new way, you know, with this yeah. with this medium. Um, so, nah, yeah. No, nah, that's cool. Yeah, that's his life. Like, you, you never know where life's going to take you. Like, I ended up going to school in Rochester, New York. I never in my mind would ever think I would live in Rochester. It's like, who knows, man? Next year, you could be living in fucking miami you never exactly. know exactly um, so when how did you go from the point of like taking that class hating it <laughs> to actually finding an interest in ph- photography when did right. that, how did you kind of take that corner yeah yeah so you know obviously i think i picked up that camera in my fifth year initially because i did take that class so i was like oh let me let me just play around with this camera just like kill time or whatever and it just started with just like me you know taking pictures of like friends parties and stuff and whatever just t- but i think it was there was something about that I liked about always having the camera because it, it kind of reflect, reflected like basketball in a way. It's like something I was always thinking about, whether it's like going to the gym or going to practice or you're traveling. And so I just kind of liked the aspect that I felt like it was it could kind of be something, but like I was still really oblivious to any like serious photography and like what the power of photography had you know can be. And so that connection really didn't happen until I moved to New York. And so in that fifth year, I was applying to grad school and I got into school at Fordham University oh, in wow. Lincoln Center to get my MSW. And, um, and MSW, that's like social work. <laughs> yeah, right? master's in social work. Yeah. So yeah, I moved to New York City in 2011 with like no money, but I was like, I'm going to college and I'm going to New York. And like, 
it's crazy how life happens because like even like you know this whole photo world and the art world and just like creativity and you know entrepreneurship and none of this existed to me like i had you know i came to new york like only thing i really knew in new york was law and order like my dad watched law and order all the time so it wasn't like i was like oh i need to go to school in new york because i want to be an artist and i want to do this and like this is a place i can be inspired it was just like i don't want to go back to omaha and i'm trying to apply to schools and that's where that's where i got into school at interesting um so yeah so I, i get to new york january 2011 um, it, it was rough at first because I'm living in graduate school housing. I don't know anybody. I'm living on 58th Street between 6th and 7th, right across from Central Park. Wow. Broke as hell. <laughs> and so it was just like, you know, it's a strange place to be initially, too, when you don't know anybody because it's also not a place where there's, like, a lot of young folks or just community or anything like that. You know, you're in the midst of, like, it's Central Park. There's hotels. There's a lot of rich Oh, is that, that, that like, kind of like where like Trump, like Trump Tower is? Yeah, all, right. Yeah, that's like yeah, the. What, I think yeah, they call it. it they call that a billionaire's like row or something. Exactly. It's, you know, yeah. and it, the, I remember. I remember clearly like walking back to like my my dorm room, and you know, I'm staying in this nice ass like places, and I would be walking, and I'd just be walking, looking through windows, and you know, when you're especially when I think about like when I where I was at mentally. And, you know, you're just super broke and like you just everything you see just has such a big effect. So it's just like it felt like a movie, like walking by and looking at people drinking champagne and wearing mink coats and like yeah, hopping yeah. into cars with a driver. And, you know, in my mind, I'm coming from Omaha and Iowa. And so my, I'm just like, what the hell? And you're going to school for social work. So, you know? you, so you're like, like con, the con, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't be the farthest. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah, so, you know, and then so eventually I started to kind of, like, meet people and, um, you know, I had been taking pictures before then and, like, the first place I really started to, well, I guess the very first place I was, like, wherever share any of my pictures was, like, just, like, a blog. Like, I think, like, Blogspot was, like, a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had, like, a (laughs) Blogspot where I would, like, share pictures and then when I moved to New York, I think it's around, either around or, like, when Tumblr, like, was kind of becoming a thing. So then I started sharing pictures on Tumblr and then I started, I started to meet a lot of people in new york just different artists and creatives and stuff um because like were you even paying attention to like 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 did you know who like robert frank was no so i'm getting there (laughs) so yeah so i like i'm I'm starting to meet people you know in new york or whatever and so like you know so i'm like okay like things are starting to feel a little bit better and then that and then that's what happened i started i you know started finding out about galleries started going to see real photography and i was like and then um at the time i was photographing for this poetry collective called the strivers row and um the, and it, they were like really really popular at the time and, and one of the guys that was kind of like uh part of putting it together and just kind of like family of the row he gave me this gordon parks book uh oh, the cho- i think it was like the choice of weapons okay and that like floored me and i you know and so i'm reading about him and then i'm starting to find out i'm, I'm discovering gordon parks's work you know and then i started going to galleries and i discovered robert frank and all of this and then it was like the light bulb went off i was like oh social Uh, work photography just this way of like working and like being like doing something on my own and not being determined by and i was just like this is it you know what i mean um and so yeah i mean it, it definitely the photographs started off as like portraiture it's just pictures of friends people i would meet and things like that and then i think 
it slowly got towards where I'm at now, which is more like the street documentary style. Um, you know, I think with the portraiture kind of work and stuff, and I, I enjoy like meeting people and taking pictures and, and making photographs that way. One of the things initially that annoyed me though, it was like just trying to set up time to meet with people. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, you know, I come from this very rigorous kind of way of like background and way of working. Almost like the, yeah, blue collar kind of like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like my dad was like a, a, you know, he he was a did the trash and was a truck driver. My mom worked in human resources, and even like the way I kind of approached basketball, yeah. it was just very like you know I'm going to work. You're and, ready to clock in, you man. know. And I was like, I'm trying to make work, and I'm like, fuck, I gotta like link up with a person and do this and do that, and that's like I want to just make pictures, and then I <laughs> slowly started to like, and then but and it's crazy because like when I think about it now, like even when I would go and make pictures of people, like I would always be photographing these in between moments, and it's so funny how I didn't see then that that's where I, I really wanted to be doing was just taking my camera out into the world and trying to respond to yeah. that but like that's so hard and it took me a long time to appreciate that kind of work and also just to get my own I guess like knowledge up to just even figure out what that could look like but like yeah so it was like you know New York and like this whole path really kinda, had a lot to do with me kind of landing on yeah it's kind of where I am just walking down <laughs> opening doors and like trying to figure it out yeah and you gotta have a lot of patience in uh, this business for sure oh my god and even just like creating work and that was like one thing I was interested like um, your work obviously you're a street photographer you kind of go out and about and show your day to day life but then like um, you have some longer term projects like one that was really cool I noticed was uh, I think I think the kid's name was Cedric mm -hmm. and I think he he was living across the street from you or something um, is like working within like a like a project or like a long term thing is that something you enjoy is it kind of a different mindset from like just kind of if you go out right now and just like go to the store and happen to shoot a photo is that kind of working within like a parameter or something you kind of enjoy yeah so you know initially i never really set out to do like any like long-term projects kind of like i am now but i guess it just kind of happened that way just with time you know and so you know so i did two years of two or i did two semesters in grad school and I, I stayed in that that housing and then i've been in the same apartment in bushwick ever since you know so i've been here for about like eight years now and when i first moved here uh, I mean, obviously, the neighborhood was very different than it is now, but initially, you know, there would always be kids outside playing and doing all kinds of stuff, and so that's how I ended up meeting Cedric, because he lived across the street, yeah. but he was just in the mix of the kids at the time, and so I don't even think, initially, I realized he lived across the street, because there would just be a lot of kids around here, um, and then, so yeah, you know, it, it was just like going out, like going out every day making photographs and then like I would come home or I would just be in the neighborhood or be in the area around like when school lets out and I just kept making like all of these pictures like in my very direct neighborhood and I was I remember you know at that time I think I was really into studying Henry Cartier-Bresson and I remember something he said really stuck to me and I think he was kind of speaking on the sentiment about like how photographers always want to travel and go all these places and just go to like somewhere exotic or just go somewhere else other than where you are and he's yeah. like you know photographers want to go everywhere and be everywhere but they don't even know anything that's happening right outside your own home yeah and that like you know for somebody that's like getting into photography and 
you know, trying to come into your own and also not having the means to go anywhere else like that, like <laughs> that hit me so hard. And I, you know, and that's when I started to realize like, oh man, I think there is something happening just like right here in Bushwick in this direct neighborhood, there's, you know? There's a hundred, fuck man, 250 stories on this one block. Alone, yeah. you know? And so like, that's how like, you know, the Cedric project kind of started that way, it, you know, and it, it, it always it just happened naturally and I kind of kept letting it just go organically for the past seven years. And, and he just recently moved just this year. And so this is the first time that I'm, you know, setting up time to actually go meet with him because he doesn't live in the neighborhood. Yeah. No so more. you guys like went to McDonald's or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> so I called him at the school one day, you know, so he's at McDonald's with his friends. And so, you know, he's going, he's going to be in high school next year. And so, oh, you know, I had these photographs from him from seven years ago, all the way up until now, which is like, I mean, like that's what we're, in my bed or my living room right now but that's you know yeah, early cedric photograph and so like, yeah he's probably what, that's him right there he's probably what like eight nine years old there yeah yeah Damn, um cool. and so like you know that turned into a long-term project and like i didn't even initially think about it and even like you know all these pictures that i've been making in my neighborhood have just turned into this long-term project you know um and trying to I think part of like once I really realized that I was really into this kind of photography and that I, I you know wanted to like respond to the world but also respond to like what's speaking to me when I moved here I was just like okay like man like there's a there's like a beautiful community here and you know I'm developing a voice as a photographer I'm making work in this place and it's just like I was just you know I I felt like I had a, a responsibility to, to kind of tell stories and, and just highlight just like the nuance of just everyday living you know that like nobody like really cares about like politicians don't care about these folks in my neighborhood the people that coming in these gentrifiers they don't care you know there's just a lot of stuff that gets gets looks overlooked and i feel like as a photographer with my background in social work and just who i am it's just like i just wanted to respond to this place you know and try to just like give it something because like i'm also a transplant too you know like i'm not from here so I was, you know the, the whole long-term thing just really just kind of just happened organically because like what would like what would you hope like people would take away from your work you think like you said like like finding your voice as a photographer is hard and looking at a lot of your work, um, not all of it, but a lot of it, uh, would you say is you're trying to tell the black story, the black experience, and it's kind of like, like you said, like a lot of these neighborhoods are being gentrified. Is that kind of like kind of the backbone of what you're trying to basically? I think I think so, man. Especially for um, for you know the, the project that I've been working for on around here, it's 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 definitely speaking to the black experience you know it's like first and foremost it's just like speaking to like who i am you know and so obviously like i'm a black male and like even initially when i first started taking these pictures of like all the kids in the neighborhood it's like yeah i'm a photographer like i'm out here taking pictures but it was also like just just trying to be like a figure that's out here to like listen to what these kids are saying to maybe give them something to bounce off of um you know there's not any parks around here they're just playing basketball on the street and stuff like that and so it was just like trying to be like a, a active just person you know here um and so yeah i think there's a lot of just like underlying messages and stuff like throughout my work um but yeah I, you know definitely speaking to the, the black experience for sure yeah, because it's like one thing I'm always interested because in, like I'm a white guy, and I was like curious, like 
what do you hope like because like i didn't grow up in a neighborhood like this i grew up in a small town so this uh these guys these kids experience completely different from mine right are, are you hoping that like 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 all different types of people will kind of look at your work and this kind of like learn from it not not obviously not just black people but kind of everybody is that kind of the goal Oh, that's definitely the goal you know and so like with this work that i'm making now um that i, I i've been like going back and forth on the titles and stuff like that but Right now, structurally, the way it's looking is where it's like it's kind of starting off with like these New York City or with these Bushwick photographs, like just photographs of like neighborhood community, um, like just what that what people just look like living life comfortable in their skin. Yeah. And then it, it transitions to these photographs that's kind of like Manhattan. And it's just like, what does that look like and feel like navigating, walking through, being in this place as a black person? And then you kind of come back to the neighborhood. And so in a way, it's like a metaphor for my own life. Yeah. But then I, you know, I also hope that it's just like a metaphor and it hits a note that just like anybody can come to and see, you know, and then so it's like, yeah, it's trying to speak towards contemporary stuff that's happening in my neighborhood, like the gentrification, the displacement, the, uh, you know, income inequality and things like that. But also just trying to just show the just the beauty of just life as it is and like yeah. what's happening and maybe a little bit of what's disappearing, you know, yeah. but also just what rings true to me, you know, in, in my story. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, because one of the most powerful photos you had, like, it was just literally like a guy, like I don't know what time he, it looked like. It was probably summertime. He's just like feeding his kid in front of his house, just like mm. right out here on one of these blocks. Yeah, and it was just, just like it was just yeah, like you said, it's this kind of day to day quiet moment. But it's really interesting to see when you build like a large like portfolio of all those all the similar types of photos that really kind of conveys like a message. You know? Exactly. And I think for me, like that's really the beauty of like this so-called street photography, because I think it gets this bad rep, you know, um, just the genre. When you hear that name, you, you know, you just think it's just like these casual photos or snapshots. Of people just wandering around taking pictures or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, but for me, you know, that other end of it is really important. It's the edit of the photograph it's like putting it together and then like you know you have a picture here you have a picture here and then you create a, another note you know or you string this along with an edit a, a sequence you know you can you can really start to build your voice and speak and like that's what i feel like i've been doing that's what i'm trying to do with this project and but that's also why it's been taking so long is because like you know as a photographer it's so different than a lot of other art forms where it's like okay i could if i was a writer and i lived in this area and i wanted to tell this story i can literally just sit down at my table <laughs> and just write everything out but as a photographer you got to get a photograph that tells it you know um do you but, feel like there's days you go out there and like this stuff this doesn't happen like it's for all sure and that's why kind of what you were saying earlier like oh like well how does the how do the long-term projects work and it works by literally having my camera all the time yeah. because like yeah, I might be at the bodega, but something really beautiful might happen, and that could be part of the project, you know, or um, who knows, you know, you never know, like, when life is going to present itself and when something is just going to, like, speak to you, Yeah. and so, like, that's kind of how I operate, is I, I just have my camera all the time, pretty much, you know, um, and so, like, yeah, I'm, like, working on multiple things, and sometimes, like, I mean, sometimes it is a little daunting, you know, but when i break it down to like what's important like in the present day and you know every day for me is just like an opportunity and i'm not walking out of my house thinking about the eight projects i'm trying to work on yeah. when i walk out of the house of my Leica, i really i'm always trying to tell myself okay dre like just be be like a baby be a sponge like yeah. don't write 
anything off, you know? And and it's not because I want to go out and just continue to repeat myself or do the same things over and over again, but I just feel like the human brain is already so powerful. Yeah. So, like, everything that I'm already studying and reading and thinking about and whatever, that's just part of who you are anyway. So it's not like I need to go out there thinking, like, oh, I'm trying to tell this story about the black experience and this and that and that. It's like, no, I just go outside and I'm just trying to be alive for this day and respond to and, and be truthful and try to make sure I'm just doing my job to the, my best ability like every day yeah. so then eventually you know you start to dig through the work and you start putting pictures up on the wall and you start making relations yeah. and then that's when it's like you start to realize like what you're doing but you know for me photography is all about faith it's like I'm going out there and, and believing in something you know and it's like if I didn't have that belief in myself and, the, and what's around me then like I don't even think I could be a photographer in this kind of capacity because everything I'm photographing are things that I can't necessarily dream up the way that compositions that come together the way the note that it might hit yeah. it's like yeah I might have been thinking about it but I didn't know how it was going to come together for a photograph and actually like work and be a single image yeah it's just like go out there be aware and like be a part of your community because uh, that's like the interesting thing about your work that I really enjoy is like you can tell like you're really like you're interacting with the community like you're walking down the street you're you're probably talking to people you don't know and like really interacting and like that's a hard thing for a lot of people oh man my wife man she was always calling me like the little mayor all the time cause I, I can't go nowhere without talking to somebody you know and it's but it's it's just i feel like it you know and that's the thing like with street photography because we think about it and it has all these rules and stuff and like whatever and it's just like I almost like nine times out of ten I, I never necessarily tell somebody like what to do for a photograph yeah. but it's just about engaging with people sometimes and just speaking and like kind of I'm the, I'm so weird man like it, it, like I could be walking down the street and maybe I overhear some people talking and may, maybe I can see I want to try to make a photograph I'll inject myself into that conversation be like oh like yeah 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 just, yada 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 snap 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 and like next thing you know like we're talking it's like it's a, this is this mutual thing that we're agreeing to but i'm not saying like hey can you stop and like look over there again and can i take the, the, the what i want as a photographer is so independently like my own vision my own thoughts like nobody that i'm photographing or anybody that's around has they have no clue about like what i'm really interested in you know you, yeah. don't, you don't know what my lens focal length is you don't know what i'm looking you have no clue did you I know? Look, did it's i like look at andre's little toy camera exactly <laughs> you know but it's like for me and like that's cool like i'm i'm fine with that but then it's a, in the revealing of the images like that's yeah. when it has to just be crystal like, oh, clear shit. like it just it just cuts like, straight get... to the chase and it's just like oh yeah and that's the beauty of photography because you can be standing in the same places with somebody and I can make an image and you can be like, how did you even see that? You yeah. know? Nah, that's really interesting. And, and you always have that confidence of this kind of like, this like engaging with people like that or you think oh no i mean it's ebbs and flows man i mean i'm such a i mean i don't know who we all i guess are but i'm so emotional yeah um, every day your mood's different you know, exactly it's like who knows what's going on maybe a client didn't pay me and i'm pissed <laughs> off or like you know like or it could be just like an amazing day and the sun is shining and like i could still not get no great any good photographs you know like it's always a balancing act of just like where i am how i'm feeling and like 
being true to that i don't want to go out and just be like acting all cheesy if i don't really feel you know so yeah don't, i let don't force it i let all of it influence me because like those days that i'm not feeling great you know maybe i would make different kinds of pictures in the days where i'm just like ecstatic about life or yeah. whatever you know or like i mean this is great to speak about right now this this photograph i made in manhattan which i think is like a real it's like a staple piece for me in this project that i'm working on i'll post it it's a the photo on the right there it's like a bunch of uh like white women in manhattan crossing the street there and there's this um one bla- this, black yeah, kid. lone black kid in the middle with this like suitcase but like you know even that picture i i i absolutely needed that photograph and it was crazy because like i was for a while especially i mean more so in the beginning than as of late um and i think i don't know this picture i made a few years ago but i was really having a hard time wrapping my head around like how to be a black street photographer in manhattan because like when you do the research like i mean especially you know you do all this research and you know all of these great photographers you know but like nobody looks like me you know from lee freelander gary Winogrand, robert frank this you know you all the new york greats you know and like there are new york black new york greats but like a lot of that information it takes a while to, to dig it up or whatever and so and even walking around manhattan as a black person i mean it's new york city and we call it a melting pot but like you walk around manhattan and not see that many black people yeah and you know and so but it was something kept telling me that i needed to be here making photographs you know and i was having i don't know i feel like it was like a whole week i was just like why am i here to like just go back to bushwick like why like why are you here trying to make pictures and but something kept telling me to to stay there and like and so i kept listening to that and then you know one day i'm on my normal like 34th street you know making photographs and you know this moment appears and it's just like that's exactly what I've been contemplating yeah. for so long. Like this long black figure in the middle of just this sea of you just you just feel like this otherness, this aloneness, this yeah. And it felt it spoke so true to just like who I am and yeah. also part of just my journey in life. And I'm just like, man, like this is an Andre Wagner photograph. Like I couldn't imagine making that picture. You know, like I knew the feeling, I knew what I wanted to communicate, but I just couldn't figure out what that looks like in the image. It's interesting, like the way you describe it, like you felt like that kid. I am that kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and so it and so it goes back to that faith, just believing and listening to that voice, even though you might not necessarily understand it, because like our brain just wants to like tell it, like wants to say you're a street photographer, you do this. It wants to, it's it wants to carpet. Yeah, it's like like you said, like you're like you're saying, like stay in Bushwick. Exactly, and it's like, but like yo, (laughs) if I my my who I am and my background is already mixed in general. Like I grew up in a black neighborhood. I went to a school with all white people. People. Yeah. I moved to New York. I, you know, I have, and it's just like, and I had a great time in Iowa too. But I had some hard times, and I had a great time in Omaha. But I also had some hard times, and you know, now I'm in New York, and it's like now I have a medium to kind of like deal with just all of these different emotions and things that, that I feel like I want to tell stories about, you know. Yeah. And it's like just believing that like something is gonna be around the corner, you know. And like to me, like you belong there yeah there's no reason you can't yeah is that something like you said like there's there's not a lot of black street photographers or they're harder to find than like the famous guys like robert frank or bill cunningham or any of these guys was that something that was like a 
like a hurdle to get over like did it kind of like were you like nervous starting out like did you yeah. feel like you did you feel like you didn't belong exactly and like and like how do you feel now yeah i mean it was definitely like a big hurdle and i think for me you know, I was just trying to see, I was just, I feel like I just needed to see a path to justify like what the hell I'm trying to do or what I felt like I believed in. And, you know, it's just like, I was like, man, like, could this, is this a, is this a way of life? You know what I mean? And it was like finding Roy Dick Arrival was like a huge break for me. Um, Louis Draper, Eli, um, Reed. Eli Reed, you know, and it, it's just like, I felt like I just needed I just needed something that I could put myself into and be like, okay, like yeah. I can do this, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, now, like, I don't, I don't even think about it, yeah, but like yeah. in the beginning, like there was really hard times, you know, just trying to, you know, just trying to figure out a way of just going, you know? Yeah. It's like, and that's why it's like, it's great to have, like, to be here with you and talk about this now, because like, I'm sure there's other people that have similar experiences, you know, and it's like, yo, you're not alone. Like, wow. you know, it's just like, it, it's tough trying to like, come into your own and figure out like your your yeah. voice and what you want to do and where you feel like you can be or can't be and stuff like that but it's like you really just got to do what feels true to to yourself but like and having an image of it definitely at least gives you some kind of a little bit of a framework yeah it's very interesting and even me like i i was interested to talk to you about this because i've seen some other inter interviews you do and you kind of talk about these social issues and i'm interested but i almost feel like a nervous a lot of times because i'm a white guy and i'm like am i the right person to even ask these questions and it's like this weird thing where like i don't want to like offend people well no like, i mean i think it's important and it, and it, it takes people like you to have these platforms yeah. and it's, it's it's what i realized early on when i was trying to do this research and trying to just find other black photographers that you know a lot of it just comes down to like the lack of documentation because like i mean yeah especially in the realm of street photography i mean we're up against like American history and just like you know black people not being able to move around the country without being killed so like yeah being a photographer like that's like a whole different situation as far as like the history goes but like there's there's such a richness that there's also just been lost because nobody nobody documented it like how many videos can you find of Gary Winogrand or Robert Frank how many interviews can you find of yeah. you know whoever photographer but then you start you try to get that information on black photographers and they existed and they made this amazing work yeah. but so much of that history just gets lost because nobody documented it nobody yeah. cared to to be interested yeah yeah it's hard and it's another thing I think about like uh like luckily where i grew up it was just like a nice suburb town like i would imagine like a lot of these like more like i don't know inner city schools where the funding might not be as good they probably don't have dark rooms so a lot what do you think like a lot of it's just they don't have the access to it and mm -hmm. there's not as many people shooting you think that's kind of part of it or i don't know i, I think i lost you a little bit just like like maybe why there weren't as many black photographers is this because like mm, the, the barrier to entry exactly that's what i was saying like part yeah. of it is like just american history like yeah. you can't move around yeah. in certain parts of the country comfortably and or just the economics yeah exactly you know what i mean like i mean roy dicker robert was the first black photographer to win a guggenheim grant you know yeah he made all this like amazing work from that grant and he couldn't hardly even get a book published and it's like you think about anybody that gets a guggenheim grant i mean you can get published anywhere you know so it's just like it is like that barrier to entry where it's like economic status and yeah. and all these other complicated issues that we just you know have to deal with but yeah, yeah. no it's interesting you're like telling these stories man they're important so when you went from like uh 
you're you finish finish your you're going to Fordham and then you're starting to take photography more seriously like what did you think you were going to do like because obviously like <laughs> yeah what, did you think you're going to be like a fine art gallery guy do books which I know you do both of that or mm-hmm. like you do like commercial stuff you do editorial right. like when you're first starting out like what did you think you were going to do and like how are you actually starting to make money from yeah, it yeah so like that was so like I was like I was trying to figure it out because I was like I knew I wanted to be more in like the fine art, just independent, making work on my own. Like photography had nothing for me with my entry had nothing to do with commercial means. It had nothing to do with commercial photography and and any of that. Um, And so, I mean, I got a, I guess I kind of got a lucky break. Um, So at the end of my second semester of grad school, I got a job working at this e-commerce company called fab.com. Okay. And it was like a startup at the time, you know? And so when I first started, I was just like working on the production team, which is like building stuff for the website. But like they all, like when I got that job, they knew I was a photographer. I was like, I can, you know, take pictures of the products or whatever, whatever. So that's what happened. I got this job at fab right after school. And then, you know, I started production, but then soon after that, I become like the, the photo lead for, oh, the, <laughs> for the studio. <laughs> Mind you, I have never photographed in a studio nor used studio lighting before. So YouTube, like, can I use my Leica? You know what I mean? Like, you, I didn't even have a Leica yet. Okay. I started off with, um, I started off with Nikon Fs, you know. So I wasn't oh, even good. shooting rangefinders yet. But like, I, I mean, I like the Nikon's, but I, I just had problems with all of them. But um, so yeah, so I, I, I started working in the studio, and um, you know, it was the, the start was really tripped out because like. I was like the lead of the studio and I think I had like two assistants and I remember like the first shoot we were shooting this model and she had like an iPad and I don't know she was like wearing some top or something and I'm at, I literally asking my assistant how to work the light meter <laughs> <laughs> and like I'm, it's so funny man but you know I, I really appreciate that whole experience because you know as time went on I, I learned a lot you oh, know which yeah. he- helped me completely in my street photography just understanding how light works and how f-stop works on like a greater level you know i'm shooting products on a site i'm shooting the models i'm also doing like environmental stuff in homes like you work in e-commerce you got to photograph everything so i got a lot of the experience you know working with um you know everything like that you would in the studio and but i also it was also great to because i was like okay i know what i hate you know i hate it being behind the the freaking camera and the monitors here and everybody standing behind you and telling you to do this and do that and i was just like this isn't a way of working for me but like i'm doing it right now because i'm broke and like you know i'm trying to figure out what the hell like is next so I worked that job for like two and a half years, right. maybe not, maybe not even that long, maybe like two years. It's been a while. Though. It's a startup company, yeah. so it, it, um, I got laid off, right? So I got a severance. I remember this because when I look at my my archive, I I I can see when I when I took my first trip to Europe, that was the oh, first person shit. in my country, my from my home, ah, from my family to get a passport, and I was like, I'm going out of the country. Damn. I went to London. <laughs> Um, Paris, Amsterdam, and Copenhagen. Wow. And I went to Copenhagen because at the time, 
there was this guy that was um, had a magazine, and he was always featuring artists from New York. And so I, I was shooting a lot of portraits and stuff for him for the magazine. And so we had just started just like on, like working relationship just like because of the internet for a long time. And he also like published like this little zine I did back then, which was called Black Boys, which is a lot of the very first images from okay. his neighborhood. And then he also published uh, the Subway book that uh, they got published in 2017. So like I had went to Copenhagen wow. to make that content that connection what with a him. world man it's crazy so like i remember i got my severance i went on the trip for like three four weeks and i was like i'm gonna be an artist you know and i came i remember like the first day i get back to new york and i'm like fuck i spent way too much like, money oh shit. cell phone bills do and i was too, like <laughs> yo i need to get on unemployment or something because i was like i don't know but you know the other thing that was great with working in that studio though is because you know I had all my connect, all my photography connections for as far as like like work for hire came from that, like all the stylists and art directors and stuff like that. And so like when I came back, like all my freelance initial jobs just came from everybody that I knew there because I was just like my contacts, you know, yeah. so. You know, it just kind of been like one thing after another. I'm, doing, okay. you know, at that time I'm still shooting stuff that like I, you know, don't want to be shooting, but it's whatever. And yeah. then I think one of the big breaks for me, as far as like me doing more work that fits, you know, my voice was like getting into the New York Times portfolio review. I oh think damn, you got into that? I got into that, and damn. I think that was in 2016, maybe. How was that experience? It was like it was great, man. Especially because like I had never done a portfolio review before. Um, but I had like tons of work, and like I had like all this personal work that I was making. But then I also like had all this commercial stuff that I had been shooting. So like I went in feeling confident, like okay, I can make some connections here. And, and um, that's how I started working with the New York Times. I remember I met um, I met a guy who used to I don't think he's there anymore, um, Cornelius. Yeah. And I was showing him my portfolio, and he's like immediately like love he actually bought one of my pictures right on site so you were showing like street stuff i, was, as well I, as... I went there and i brought a porf uh, print portfolio of silver gelatin street photographs yeah but then on my ipad yeah, i had all shit. like the digital like commercial stuff <laughs> like, like, throw this in <laughs> i was like well just in case like you can see this so you can you know you can, been, you can hire I've, me I've, I've i've been there man i've been there but um <laughs> it was all the street stuff that everybody responded to so like you know the guy Cornelius I met, he bought one of my pictures, and then he introduced me to other editors at the Times because yeah. he couldn't hire me, but he was like, oh, you should know such and such. And then, like, I ended up meeting somebody from, like, Aperture, and then, like, I met, like, a gallerist, and I met a, a few other people, but it was, like, it was huge step for me, like, you know, moving forward because, and it's, like, you're also just in the mix of all of these different photographers. Good from photographers. Every, good photographers like from a, all over. That's, like, a major thing, man. Um, yeah, because who's at that review? It's not just New York Times editors. It's, it's it's like all the New York publications. It's a lot of New York galleries. The heavy hitters. It's, it's called. I mean, I think they changed the title now to the New York Portfolio Review because okay. I think people thought it was only the New York Times yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, But it's it's just all editors. Like, yeah. and you, so it can be like commercial stuff or it could be fine did, art. Did you walk away from that? Like, did you feel like you got anything out of it? Like this in terms of like feedback or yeah, anything? the feedback was great. Like, I mean, at the time, I mean. One of the things that I feel like took a while for me to realize is that, like, especially, like, when you're broke and you just, like, you want opportunities and stuff, I think 
I wish I would have. I wish I would have had like a mentor or somebody that I kind of worked with to kind of like school me a little bit because I sometimes you just I'm just trying to make a living. It's like you need a job, and sometimes that reeks like a drunk person. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so you're not yeah. able to. I feel like initially I had a hard time, you know, making genuine connections and building relationships with people, and it kind of was like coming at it from like. Yeah. I don't know, more of like a needy standpoint like, than just... Or like, a, like almost like you're selling them insurance or yeah, something. Yeah, you know? You got to just talk to them how you talk to your friends, kind of like... Or not like that, but more like... But yeah. you do need to have some type of, of a personal yeah. approach to it because that like... Yeah. You know, wanting, needing, it just it just doesn't come off. At least I can just tell like that that kind of stunted my growth a little bit. Um, and I'm, I'm glad I like learned to like not be like that. But, it, you know, sometimes it takes time, especially like, you know, I, I'm jumped into this whole new field. Like I don't really I didn't have any mentors. I never assisted anybody. You know, all the a lot of the information is just like going out here, just like talking to people and just you're just gaining as much as you can reading stuff and yeah. whatever. Yeah, it takes time. You got to have patience and you just figure it out. Um, and the thing that I like, I go back to it, that I, that I respond to your work is you do all this amazing stuff. Like you, you just shot a movie poster for Queen and Slim, the great movie. Um, you do stuff for ESPN, the New York Times, like you said. But like your work's like so pure. And I think the thing, like I know I've struggled with it. Like you said, you're trying to make a living as an artist, as a photographer. Did you ever feel like you needed to like create work that would like attract clients, or have you always just kind of this been like, hey, this is my vision, this is what I'm gonna put out there? Um, because as you know, some night, some some months you might have a slow month, and you're like the bills are coming around, and you're like, oh shit, should I be shooting this trend or whatever? Mm -hmm. And like, how do you kind of uh, battle that? Because I think that's the thing that I, I at least I'm attracted to your work. I'm like, this guy just does what he likes. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and I think a lot of, for me, a lot of that kind of decision making and thought process goes back to the to the basketball. And like, that's why that backstory is so important to me, because, you know, when I when it didn't work out the way I wanted to, I was like, I was completely devastated, you know, and more so devastated at myself because I felt like I had the ability and I just felt like I didn't get I didn't do myself the, the service by getting enough information to know what it, to know what it needs to take to get to where I wanted to get to. Yeah. I feel like I never I've never lacked like drive and ambition or work ethic. I think, you know, being in Omaha, coming from a place like Omaha, not being the most educated or cultured it took a while for me to realize like there's just like a lot of information that does you just i didn't have you yeah know? it's like sometimes the door is open you're like whoa this is this is out there yeah and so <laughs> you know when i made that decision that like i want to be a photographer i want to be an artist i want to make my own work um that was like that was it for me because i was just like i okay like I, I fell in love with photography. You know, I had basketball that, that came to an end that in a way that, like, I just didn't feel right. So when I got into photography, I was like, damn, I I know how Gordon Parks made me feel. I know how Robert Frank made me feel. So I kind of, I did the opposite with it. So when I got into to photography, I went to the end. I was like, who are the greatest photographers? What have they done? What are their paths? Like, yeah. what does it take? Like, get all the knowledge and information you can yeah. because, like, I want to end up there, Yeah, you know? Instead of, like, where I feel like with basketball, it's just, like, you, you go through the motions and you're here and now you're here. 
and like that, that that doesn't that doesn't cut it when you want to be elite and so like i say that to say that like making my work and like trying to cultivate my voice has always been like the thing that i'm working on like most constantly and like the times that i'm not like you know in more recent times like where it's like working on client stuff i can i feel myself getting so aggravated or just not a pleasant person to be around because like yeah there's like a constraint a little bit yeah because like i said like making like my entry to photography had nothing to do with commercial means so that doesn't mean that doesn't have anything to do with anybody else's desires besides myself you know and you know just very selfish in that in that sense of like this is what i want to do these are the photographs i want to take like these are the, i remember being in that studio like every day like walking over to the window just being like damn i just want to be outside yeah, look at that lady right there that's a good photo like, I just, like no literally like, i would be in that studio and like that's how the subway book came about when yeah. i when that book got published in 2017 yeah i made all of these photographs to and from work yeah that's why it's called here for the ride that's good and, you know it was like I was like, I want to make pictures, and I'm like, I'm okay. I got this nine to five, so I'm gonna leave my house three hours early, and I'm gonna come home late. That's funny. Most people dread like that, like commute and sitting on the train. For you, it was like, all right, I got these thirty minutes each way. I'm gonna fucking get some. Because photos I'm like, today. how how else are you gonna <laughs> yeah, cultivate yeah. You, if you keep if you don't go yeah. over and beyond? Oh hell you yeah! You know, especially when, like you said, you're just trying to make a living. and You got to pay the bills and stuff. It's like okay well you gotta if you if this is your situation then you gotta figure out a way to keep cultivating what you what you want and like that's always been at the forefront of what i'm doing even in the times where it's been like you know the the most hard it was where i just really struggled i never i never gave up on just like what i thought i was trying to do yeah i look at it like you spent all this time or i've spent all this time we've both spent all this time learning this craft and you finally figured it out like you have understanding of the medium it's like use that skill set don't let it go to waste like it's like like you say going back to basketball it's like you're getting up early you're going to the gym you're working out and it's the same like laid the groundwork yeah it's the same thing it's like all right man i got free time on saturday how can i utilize that shit and like go work on this project or like whatever you know exactly and when you like you said like with the commercial stuff like the queen and slim stuff which i was excited to talk to you about amazing movie um with a project like that when i look at the photos i'm like wow they like really just kind of let him do his thing it looked like (laughs) was that kind of how it was or like did they give you a lot of creative direction because you shot like the all the i think the movie poster and all the stuff it's all around around, the marketing campaign and that shit's all around the country man yeah it's crazy i was like in la i saw it and it's in new york it's everywhere it's wild and now it's just you know now it's over in london so i've been getting tagged in pictures from london (laughs) there's like posters in milan i'm like and now they're just also in africa so i'm just like wow like but yeah i mean i remember like the first initial talk i had like talked to like um you know one of the editors from universal just initially and then like the second conversation i had was with melina who's the director um and like it was amazing because like I was, I was already a fan of her work and I knew knew of her work from like the music videos. She's like done tons of work with like Beyonce, uh, Rihanna. Um, Were you like actively marketing your work to like entertainment stuff like that? Or no, not? no. So like the thing is, I mean, I'm so grateful for Melina because like I didn't even know she knew I existed. And you know, we get on the phone and we start talking, and it was just like we've been friends like for forever. Like it was just instant like chemistry right there, you know. And so, you know, we're talking 
talking and at the time I had already read the script and you know so initially she's I mean so Melina brought me on because she just wanted to bring on just different black like fine art photographers to like make work on set to to be along with this film right mm -hmm. um and so when she called me my role was so in the film there becomes an iconic black and white image that's made um at this uh mechanic shop and so she was so in the film like there's a little boy that makes that picture but she wanted me to come on set to actually make the iconic black and white image which fits like that's why and i guess that's how she made the connection because oh, all of my yeah. work and she's like oh maybe like dre does work like this it's like a lot of black and white yeah why don't we have dre make the photo you know the photograph so when I had a talk to her, I had already read this. They had sent me the script, and I was, and I already knew what they wanted me to do. But I was like reading. I was like, oh, like there's a couple other scenes that are like really speaking to me as well. And I was like, I don't know how this goes because like I never worked on a movie set before. But I was like, I would really love to to get on for this juke joint scene and for the protest. Scene. Oh yeah, that guy, the the lead singer guy, that guy had so much style. Dude, he it was, was he was he was amazing, <laughs> man. He was amazing. So I was just like, yo, I really, I, you know, she's just trying to get me in here to do this one thing and here i am trying to like get more work i'm like I, but i did genuinely spoke to me and i was like oh i would love to photograph these scenes or whatever so we just like worked out me coming in on set and doing that picture and so like you know i remember getting there and like and the set was in uh, new orleans for when i when i was there and I remember one of the like uh, the publicists like it was like being very particular about the time I got there and I wasn't there beforehand and stuff like that. But I was like there and I'm like man, I'm just gonna go there and start like taking pictures and stuff. And Hell yeah! So I got you know so I get there and so I'm like I'm and you know the the photograph I'm supposed to make is like literally the last shot that happens and so like the whole as the days what the one with the car the though? one in front of the car yeah. and so as the the days progressing you know I'm just getting more and more nervous because I'm like empty. damn I got I literally got the finale on this day you know and it's the first time on, i'm on set yeah and everybody's just gonna be looking at like this scene and how it's happening and i just was getting like you know nervous but confident in what i do but just nervous because it's a new situation so were you like actually shooting while they're filming some of the times yeah so like during the day as they were shooting I was getting, I was photographing as they were filming, um, and then, like, I was shooting, like, pictures in between, like, they were the takes and stuff, too, because sometimes, like, Jody and Daniel would hang out, and I'd be like, oh, can, you know, you guys stand there, or, you know, just try to be respectful to, to them as the actors, you know, try not to, like, bombard them in between the take, but, you know, also still trying to just capture stuff that I see that's happening, and so, it was a mix of stuff that felt like it was part of the movie, and then there was stuff that was, like, pulled back to, Got like, it more behind the scenes yeah so then so we get to the nighttime and uh and so I'm now i'm like you know melina's like dre she calls me over you know and so we're like time. yeah you know so like we're kind of choreographing the shot like okay like how do we want them to stand and um you know mostly how our work is like i'm responding to to things that happen i don't necessarily i don't consider myself to be a director i don't think i would be a great director because yeah. i feel like i'm what I'm great at is like seeing what everybody else is missing, but I can't necessarily like put it together. Before. What is that more like? Cause like they're sitting on the car where you're like, Hey, this 
over here in this kind of yeah so like it was that in that moment it felt super organic and natural because it was just like okay they already got this frame set up it already has to fit within the film shot and so then i'm just making adjustments that i would have made if i was photographing it in general so like they're sitting in front of the car and then the garage is in the background and so i'm like okay well make sure that their heads are like not cropped into the garage door line and like bring your body here and i'm just thinking like formally what what because like that's a big part of what i you know i'm just thinking about the structure and so yeah. like i was just kind of like working with her on the structure and then like after that you know i pretty much just started taking my photographs but it was funny because you know it's a movie set and they got like all these lights all this gear all this yeah, stuff happening like <laughs> and you know the, it worked out great because the shot the photograph that the kid made he took you know he has like this little like point and shoot yeah, whatever yeah. camera so i was like well i want the photograph to feel like it actually came from that camera is that why you shot it with flash because so that's why i put my 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 flash on there because i wanted to feel it like sense. it i wanted to feel like it really came from like a like a on-camera flash instead of being too glossy like movie lighting yeah, yeah. like everything perfect kind of vibe Damn. so i left the background like lights on and so the key light came from like my on-camera flash and wow. so it's wild because like i'm literally everybody on set is there looking i'm here with my like like click yeah. click <laughs> no it, it made sense like how much time did you get to like shoot all that i mean once we started making that shot probably 10 15 minutes wow. because the boy the young boy jaheed i think he's like i don't think he was 18 at the time yeah and i think he only I don't worked know, so many hours. Yeah, you know, you can't work past a certain time or something, and so yeah, it was getting was. late. Yeah. So we had to like make it happen, man. So it was just, it was like the, when it was all done, I was like, I took a deep breath because I was just like, okay. But then it became a fact of like they needed that photograph the next day. <laughs> oh, so you had to like find a way to develop so it in New Orleans. I like. flew back. To, so yeah, I flew back to New York. Came back to my to my dark room here in my house. That must have been processing Dude. that film. Must have been the <laughs> like, triple checking the temperature, you know. But like, it's just like, yo, like this is what I do. It's yeah, like you know riding a bike, I you know? Know, I know. But it's just the nerves of you, of the heightened yeah. importance, you know, with there the no, client. There no, re no redos. And so, you know, I get in there. And I developed the film and like I pull it out from the reels and I'm like, it's like a beautiful thing to be like, yes. like, I'm, yeah, yes. And like also like making genuine work like to, like it's not like I had to switch up my whole style. I'm literally in my darkroom in Bushwick, the first person to see this photograph. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's sick. Um, so, yeah, then like the next morning, like run it over to my lab, get a drum scan made and like send it over because so, they like printed out for it to be on T-shirts and like signs and stuff for yeah. like a shot. Like, like two days later so then you know like i was saying like i was on set and like i was making photographs that day once i was like oh, okay well, like here's like some more pictures and stuff i made like those other two scenes i would still love to come back and make pitch and make some more work and once the editor see my picture she was like oh absolutely and then that's when everything changed you know and i and, you know got the, the the poster and like the whole like the marketing campaign and like whatever and then like the, the photograph in the, the movie but it's just like the whole experience is like i was just like, i feel super lucky and grateful for melina for like that to be my first like movie experience and like 
to be able to be a part of it in so many different components like that, man, like it's just like a blessing. Yeah, it came out great, man. And I think I talking before setting this up sounds like you're doing some more of that stuff. And yeah, man. So just in January, you know, I was on set um, working on Respect, which is the Aretha Franklin biopic that Jennifer Hudson is starring. Damn, man, you're getting all the good movies, man. <laughs> Dude, I don't know, I don't know. But I mean, they definitely were like we saw Queen and Slim, so like right, that's right. why we calling you. So I'm like that works with me. Fucking awesome so yeah man i was on set for two days in atlanta um shooting that and i mean the photographs came out great and i you know i did the same this is gonna be different in a way because i shot all color wow you know so i'm shooting portrait 800 you know um all 35 mil and i mean i'm I'm really happy with how i mean working on the movie especially i think coming from my world as a street photographer as far as like working for clients and getting hired goes, I, it's got to be one of the most sweetest jobs ever because it's like I get to like come in, be on set, but like I'm an absolute nobody. Like nobody cares about who the photographer is yeah. and like, you know, and which is how I love to work. Like, because I'm working out on the streets with just everyday people, you know? And so like I, I can get on set, I'm invincible, you know, and the lighting is beautiful, everybody looks great. And I can just like go to work and just do what I do and like and just see everything and compose and you know and it just feels like such a great way to to work you know and so I'm definitely trying to like do more hell yeah more man movie stuff nah it's a good gig I've worked on a uh, like shot stills on like uh, TV commercials and stuff yeah it is an interesting thing it's always a uh, every set has a different dynamic and like this kind of because you're like like you said like you're the you're the last guy there's you're like, the last there's guy the DP and all the the grip guys yeah and, the- <laughs> and it's you know like I said like you know I'm all you know, I, I mean, I feel like I'm a shy and I'm a loner and stuff like that. But, like, as a photographer who's really, like, I don't know. Like, the the times have changed as far as, like, I mean, whatever. What are the roles of photographer? And, like, everybody can make their own thing or whatever. But, like, you know, photographers are so much more out in the forefront these days where people know who photographers are, what they look like, and this and that and whatever. But, like, yeah. you know, I, I, just, I really just love photographing. I love making pictures. And so I'm, like... I don't, you know, I don't have to, I'm not a director, I don't want to direct, like, I really just want to make photographs, and it's like, it's such a sweet gig, because it's like, that's what I'm hired to do, is just make photographs. It's great, great, man, it's like, it's great, you know, you have that vision, because I think that's the hardest thing people struggle with, is finding their voice, you know, it's something I even struggle with now, like, sometimes, I'm like, who the fuck am I as a photographer, and it's just like, changes from year to year, and it's, Mm -hmm. but it's amazing you have that vision, and uh, you were mentioning you were shooting color uh which you shoot black white and color i'd say when you look at your site it's primarily black and white mm-hmm. um uh, you actually shot a, i was gonna ask you you shot a cool thing for the new york times howard university's uh, yeah. homecoming which you shot color and i was curious did the new york times ask you to shoot color or was that your idea or like how do you yeah so we kind of landed on it together like i did i did want to make black and white pictures and if i probably would have done it on my own i probably would have but like when we were talking about it like i knew the color and just like it was going to be a whole fashion thing and like people's outfits and and I, and you know with the whole and initially the story was really centered and focused on greek life which is all about you know the different colors and yeah, stuff yeah. like that and so like it made sense that like you know they were really pushing for the color photographs and i was just like you know like that sounds good to me and like to be honest i'm actually really happy i did photograph it in color because i feel like the color really works and that's part of like this definitely part of the images you know oh yeah yeah no it was amazing and like like do you feel like 
is it hard going from black and white to color or is it you feel like you look at stuff differently or i mean for sure i feel like because like with black and white i mean i i feel like i i genuinely do see the world in black and white like when i'm looking and photographing like obviously you're trying to like capture some type of emotional quality but like on a surface level like i'm zoned in on like structure you know and i'm always trying to like draw separations because black and white can be really muddy easily like you know and so like i'm i'm my brain is just so like doubted as far as like you know thinking about people where people are standing what they're in relationship to their background and like how can i get them to come to the foreground and yeah and so like i i just naturally see like that and like when i was at howard photographing i was i mean i was definitely like seeing color and responding to it but like i don't think i do like if like a real yeah. color photographer might like i don't know you know like yeah. i don't i guess like what like i'm not, I'm not color I, i'm not so interested or i'm just not that interested really i don't know yeah like there'll be times where like even when i'm out with my triax and i'll see stuff in color and like or whatever like maybe somebody's like red hair or whatever but it's like these very few instances but then i'm like in the grand scheme of like what i'm doing it doesn't yeah and it's like especially you know if i'm working in all of the elements are in flux like a color a certain color can change the whole dynamic of a photograph you know and i'm i don't know I mean, I don't know. Maybe one day I will start making more work in color. But, yeah, I mean, I definitely, like, see in black and white. And, like, when I was photographing that, I I mean, I feel like, in a way, I was seeing the same way how I usually do. Just, like, kind of thinking about the structure and composition of things and not, like, getting caught up in, like, you know, all the color. But, like, you do. I don't know. I I want unison because, like, obviously black and white, that's there. You got your look, man. Yeah. Um, Did you, and did you shoot color film on that whole Howard thing? Or is that digital? Yeah, it's all film. Wow. Yeah, so I haven't worked digitally since I left uh, working at Fab.com. That's amazing. No clients ever asked for I mean, those those few, like, that first year when I first started freelancing, like, it was all digital stuff because it was just, like, I don't know, taking pictures or whatever. Now people just kind of know, now they kind of know, like, you're the film. Well, if, if, even if they don't know, I just, I, like, when I talk to, or if it's, like, a new client, I just educate them on, like, how I work. Because, like, most people just assume that, like, it just, photographers, it's just, I don't know, it's just, like, digital or whatever, no matter what it is. I think, I don't know, I'm always just trying to have conversations with editors about, like, just how I work and just trying to make sure that I'm, like, playing to my strengths yeah. and stuff like that. Because, like, I don't, at this point, I don't, I don't, I'm not necessarily, like, a higher gun just shooting anything and, you know, so... yeah. Even that, so like, yeah, Howard, I mean, I remember after day one, I called the editor and I was like, um, so I think I shot like 25 rolls of film on day one. Holy shit. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know like how much you got in the budget, but there's still one more day left. (laughs) But I shot it, it was all portrait, 400. Um, What'd they say? (laughs) She was just like, I mean, she was, I think I could tell in her voice, she was a little like, oh. But I think, like, kind of the editors that I work with at the times, they know I'm kind of, like, I got a heavy trigger finger. And it's so rare that, like, people are shooting film, they're like, fuck it. This and it's fun. like the, you know, our, you know the access yeah. and just, like, when you're somewhere, it's just, like, of course I know I'm taking way more pictures than they're going to use, but, it, you know. You got to squeeze. The way I think, even how I operate in my own practice, though, as a photographer making my own work, like, I don't think about film as this, like, novelty. Like, I'm not 
thinking about like the economics of it it's like yeah I, you know it's just like it's it's like i need money to shoot film period what, like that's it why, you know because yeah, like what is it about film like why do you think you you stick with it because you know a lot of people will say like oh with digital and these <clears throat> filters you can make it look pretty close you can't tell the difference but what do you think it is that i'm sure and i mean when i come to photography i'm not asking questions like was it film was it this was it digital whatever yeah. I, I just want to enjoy work but for me it's just all about a way of working i think it was partially working in that studio and hated everybody looking at the monitor and just hated like not having control you mean you don't want to shoot tethered under it dude <laughs> and now i think that has a lot to do with why i kind of never and you know and in part two you know i just kind of like delve into it all into film we're shooting film developing the film making the prints yeah i still make silver gelatin prints i still love silver prints um it's just a personal choice and i'm just a yeah, way of your, working yeah you got your workflow it's just a way of working for me yeah but then at the end of the day it's just like it, it, it's not at the end, your, your pictures aren't good because you shot them on a like on exactly film. they're great because you're telling these stories and you have the composition that's what it is oh, like, thank you yeah. i appreciate that yeah. i mean I, I just recently was in um working for a client out in LA and I'm making photographs for um this agency and it's for excuse me you know it's a campaign and the campaign's called Instill I Vote and they're trying to bring awareness to voter suppression wow. and so I went to LA and did this like made this little daylight studio um set up and they had all these just different celebrities come through and put on this shirt that says Instill I Vote oh, you sure. know and so even with that, where it's just like I don't necessarily like make work in that realm as much these days. I was just like, well, at least let me do what feels true to me and just how I want to do it. I was like, I want to be in a daylight studio or I want to be somewhere where I can shoot daylight, yeah. set up a backdrop, and you know, I put out my Mini Seven and shot it all it was still with a rangefinder, but still feeling like fluid enough where I can like move a little bit and let other people and just try to capture the like personality and the, and so what I was like, what I really wanted to do with the pictures is like, okay, we're shooting celebrities they're photographed all the time especially like doing this daylight very natural kind of stripped down portrait i was just like i just want to focus on the human aspect of like what this campaign is about yeah. and like you know it definitely took a little bit like talking to the client be like look this is how i work it's gonna be you know, good it's gonna, it's be, gonna good. be good <laughs> i know the celebrities just want to come in and whatever i'm like we can't do this after hours and whatever and like i did have to like you know budge a little bit for some stuff but it was like most of it would just came from how i wanted to work and you know like i feel like what i was saying earlier about just like knowing how to talk to people and it's just it's just about communication and trying to like arrive on something you know and i was all, i'm passionate about this i was like this is an important topic and it's great to like make yeah. photographs that can serve a purpose that, to help and so i was like but like this is just how i want to work and it's like it's going to be on film we're not going to be able to see the pictures and yeah. you know and like everything's coming out great and so it's it's cool man it's it's just like like i said it's just a way of working but at the end of the day it's this is just the picture like nobody's yeah. asking it questions it's just a photograph hashtag 35 millimeter man <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the one that's the one that's the only one that cracks me up now just because like i say i shot film forever when i was growing right, up right. But on instagram you see people like hashtag 35 million they'll tell you what camera they shoot right. it's, it's pretty funny but whatever man yeah, fucking phone with it, get after i hate it. this whole like oh like this back and forth between digital film i just like no, no, it no. Does, it's just like, yo, I think everybody should work the way that they want to work. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's the same with any other craft. Like, there's some people that's sitting in a studio, you know, using a hacksaw or whatever to build their table. And then there's some people using a 3D printer. You know, it's just like, it's just a way of working that, that responds to just 
how you want to work and what you want to put out into the world. Yeah. No, nah, it's interesting. Um, but I could talk to you for fucking five hours, <laughs> man, but I'll wrap it up. Uh, I guess, man, a real pleasure talking to you. I guess, like, uh, what's next, man? Like, what's got what's on the horizon? What are you hoping to work on the rest of the year? Kind of any goals moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I'm in the thick of, like, editing this book right now, which is a lot of, like, the long-term project. I was talking about the photographs, like, in my, in my neighborhood in this greater Manhattan and, you know, kind of in the talks for some of maybe even a bigger publishing deal oh, which is kind of exciting so we'll see um so yeah working on this book and uh, i think we're going to tokyo this year so Damn. like i've never been that'll be fun oh, I, I like it man uh, so yeah a little bit of traveling and i don't know man just more just photographing day to day just just trying to be present i like it man and uh for people listening if they want to check out more of your work where's the best place to go yeah you can catch me on instagram at photo dre um my website is uh, andredwagner.com perfect i'll link it and people go check it out and uh thanks so much andre and thanks for having me so there you have it. That was the Andre D. Wagner interview. I uh, just want to thank Andre for taking the time uh, to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure talking to him. Like I said, I've been a big fan of his work for years. Just a lot of respect for um, how, this, how he approaches photography and his dedication um, to this kind of the stories he's telling within his community and everything he's doing within editorial and commercial work. Uh, really amazing stuff. Um, so definitely go check out Andre's website at andredwagner.com as well as his Instagram at photo dre uh i'll post a link in the description and uh yeah definitely go check him out because he's always posting interesting stuff he's working on and uh as always i'll be having weekly podcasts every monday on itunes spotify as well as my website alexgagnephoto.com and on my instagram at alexgagnephoto thanks so much for listening and take care